When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Gay Goodwin. This is Jeff Schwartz. A smart new powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. It's our first kind of show in the official off-season calendar. We're going to have shows every week at least. Maybe one show, maybe two shows. We're going to talk football because guess what? Football never sleeps. We also need your help, guys. Please, we're going to do some mailbags this offseason. We haven't done a lot of those. Please send in questions at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. DMs would be best for this. On Instagram is fine. You want to leave comments on the show on iTunes. You want to send Gabe a tweet for whatever reason. Be my guest. Send him a tweet. But please send us questions. We'll run some mailbags this offseason. But there's so much to talk about because there's always NFL news no matter what time of the year. Franchise tags and free agency and coaching moves and NFL draft. And just there's always, always NFL topics. Gabe, have you like come down from the NFL season a little bit? It is odd. It was the first weekend without like NFL action uh, without football in a long time. It was kind of nice. I enjoyed not having to be around the TV so much. Yeah, okay. I found myself literally watching um, Water Boil on Sunday. It was 10 a.m. <laughs> I'm uh, on the West Coast, as some people probably know from listening. It was 10 a.m. My kids, my my in-laws are around. They were with the kids. And I was I had nothing to watch. And I I had to boil some eggs. And then I just stood there watching them. Because I had nothing else no going on. No XFL? No XFL for you? It's not part of the habit yet. I was interested. I saw some interesting highlights come out of the XFL. I'll probably give it a try this weekend. But I, yeah, it wasn't It wasn't on my mind this past weekend. The I think the NBA missed an opportunity here because they they have their all-star break right at this time where we're, we want sports content. And they're not playing games. Yeah. Like they, they had an all-star game late Sunday night. No games Monday, no games Tuesday, no games Wednesday, come back Thursday. Like, I'm craving sports. 
and we don't get any NBA. So I think the NBA kind of missed an opportunity here. I, I know the, the All-Star, the, the Saturday night was fun with the slam dunk contest and and Dame Lillard winning a three-point contest. The All-Star game, I did not watch a second of that. I I don't have an, I don't have a, this is not a a, 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 a take that I think is, is that like hot takey, but like All-Star games to me aren't as fun anymore to watch because I can watch these guys play every yep. night. Like it used to be an event where you had to watch because it was the only time all year you saw someone play from the other division or the other conference or, you know, it's a, you know one of the only times you saw someone dunk the ball or shoot a three-point. It just, it's not the same anymore. And these guys don't really care to be there anyway. So I don't know. I didn't watch any of it. I don't know. It looked, it looked fun. Some of the highlights looked cool. Saturday night was fun. I watched the, the slam dunk contest. That looked a lot of fun. Yeah, Mac McClung. Uh, Mac McClung was signed for this basic basic reason. Like he's never played in two games in the NBA, I think. Shot one shot attempt. Was signed, I think, for this purpose. Yeah, well, he may, he saved the night and maybe the weekend. Um, but like you said, the NFL really never stops, even when we don't have games to talk about. This week so far and last week has felt like a never-ending sort of spoon-feeding of such-and-such such offensive coordinator interviewing here, hired there. Obviously, to the victor go the spoils, so a lot of the better teams from last year, the, the jobs go to those guys. And yet, again, this wouldn't be the first part, uh, place anyone listening to this show heard it. Eric Bieniemy doesn't end up with a head coaching job, and we've talked plenty about why that might be in past off seasons, Jeff. I know you know him, and you know the team and his yeah. record. But this year felt a little bit different because here he really obviously did a terrific job even while under scrutiny having been overlooked last year. He still gets overlooked and he gets overlooked for head coaching jobs by the coordinators from the losing team. So I think Eric, Reggie Bush said it best. Of course, I'm bearing the lead. Eric Bieniemy ended up as the OC in Washington. So not even a promotion. Uh, a head scratcher for most of us. Reggie Bush says, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I would stay in KC and just keep winning until a real head coaching opportunity camp comes up. Anything else is a waste of time. These owners are funny and the picture is clear. I don't know how you could say it any better than Reggie did. What do you think? Yeah, look, th this is this is not even like a, a lateral move, in my opinion. It's it's, it's almost a, a down move, yeah. right? You, you go from coaching Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs to coaching whoever the quarterback is in Washington, Sam Howell, whoever they draft, on a team, by the way, that Ron Rivera might not make it this season. You might have a new owner. Like There's a lot of turmoil there in Washington right now. And to me, it's a, it's a downer. Yeah, you get the assistant head coach job. Okay. And if Ron Rivera does get let go during the season, which I think there's so much respect for Ron Rivera, he probably doesn't even let go. If, if they play poorly during the season, you might be the head coach for six weeks four weeks, two weeks, whatever it is, um, there's an opportunity there. The thing that that I just, it's, I, obviously the NFL has a, a problem with hiring minority coaches for these opportunities. We, we talk about this all the time on this podcast. There's plenty of places that, that, that have talked about this, that have, have shown examples. It's a problem, Gabe. There's something beyond that with Eric Bieniemy here, and I don't know what it is. Like, normally we get leaks all the time of, like, this is why this coach can't get hired. He interviews poorly. He's had 15 interviews, 16 in head coaching. Like, by the 16th one, he can't interview properly? Like, really? Do we think someone who is, look, call the plays, doesn't call the plays, he's on a successful offense. Like, he's the offensive coordinator. 
players credit him for certain parts of the game plan. Eric Bibby found this play. He did this and that. Is he calling actual plays? No. And he redoes that. But that didn't stop Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy. They didn't stop Nathaniel Hackett from getting a job in Denver. He didn't call the plays in Green Bay. There's something missing here. Yeah, yes. There are things in the early 90s happened in Colorado. There's a DUI, I think, in 2001. But there's players that are playing that have past issues. Like, we give second chances to players. There's other coaches that have gone second chances. So there's something just missing. He wasn't even in the head coaching cycle at all. There's something missing here. And I and either no one's come forward with the reason why or we're just missing something here, Gabe, and, and it'll come out at some point. Or maybe he struggles so badly in Washington, it's like, well, see, that's why everyone, everyone's, there's the reason why. I, there's something missing there that, Maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't, with his time in Washington, about why he can't get a hook. Uh, I don't think it's as simple as just the NFL has a minority hiring problem in this case. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can't be that simple. Um, <clears throat> I've heard speculation that the expectation is that Rivera might be out eventually and then the enemy gets the job that, you know, he couldn't ever ascend it, to in yeah, KC. But, yeah, but, 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 but the, the converting from interim coach to head coach doesn't happen very often. Right. No, it doesn't. I, I guess if we want to try to look at what else could it be, let's go with something LaShawn McCoy, who who played in KC briefly and knows Eric Bieniemy well and is now a talker, you know, at Fox. His his take might be something worth exploring. I don't, I don't know. Because maybe he has a bias from how however he was treated or whatever his playing time was in KC. He says, I wish him well, but Washington – don't let the Chiefs' success or coaching titles fool y'all. The traits or skills you need to be a good coordinator, I haven't seen or witnessed it in speaking about the enemy. Now, you know, Shady's one guy who was only there briefly, who didn't have much of a role at the end of his career. But yeah. it's worth noting that maybe he's speaking for other guys who played on the team. Sure, and, and remind you, he was also benched in Kansas City. Yeah, no, I, um, his time did not end. His not, time did not end very well there. He's openly discussed. He didn't like Eric Bieniemy. Um, the thing about it is, we have many other players who have come out in defensive of him. Right, Tyreek Hill, um, Jamal Charles, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, again, the amount of, of players, like we, we, we just one player, one player. Has has made a negative comment about him. That's Shady McCoy. That's it. Like we we can't find. And you know, Gabe. You know, in this business, people cannot wait to talk shit behind your back. Yep. And, and we can't find anyone to tell you anything about Eric. Bieniemy. I've asked people like, "Hey, well, what's the deal? He interviews poorly." Okay. I mean, like, sure. Okay, sure. Maybe he does. But again, by the tenth interview, I would hope he interviews better. Um, so I. Yeah, Shady McCoy just sounds – he always kind of is hitting on the Chiefs uh, whenever he gets the opportunity to. And, again, he's – it's one one word from McCoy, and then there's, like, again, many other Chiefs that have have his – Yeah, including Jamal, Jamal Charles, who, you know, you blocked for and, and have respect yeah. for. And and obviously, look, like, you know, Biennemi's path kind of flows through being a running backs coach, and then people are always going to question his involvement in the passing game, which, of course, is what makes the Chiefs so electric. So it's – it's very easy to parse credit. Um, there, you're right that there must be more. I doubt it's all that nefarious. But Gabe, hold, hold a second, Gabe. But here's the deal, though, is that why does it matter 
who gets the credit for the offense because plenty of other coaches have been hired that 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 the credit that didn't go to them, right? Like this idea again of, and this is where I think this is the the part about the minority hiring process that there's more scrutiny given to a coach like Eric Bieniemy than there is for a Nate Hackett, right? Where we say, well, Eric Bieniemy didn't do this, this, and this, but 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 Nate Hackett, Nate Hackett didn't call plays either. Yeah. Oh, he's in charge of the red zone. Well, guess what? Eric Bieniemy was in charge of other parts of the Chiefs. Again, play calling and building an offense is a collaborative effort, right? The 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 you know the play the, the primary designer has a concept for the week. Someone helps with the red zone. Someone helps in third down. The offensive line coach has the run game. It's a collaborative process, right? So just because Eric Bamey didn't call plays or he's the running back coach doesn't mean he's not qualified to be head coach because plenty of other coaches, primarily white coaches, have gotten the opportunity to be a head coach that have the same resume, unless, honestly, than Eric Bamey has. That's the point people are trying to make about this, that J.D. is just kind of overlooking to bash Eric Bamey. Yeah, one last point on this. I haven't heard this said, but probably others have. You know, the notion that he doesn't interview well is almost irrelevant because what that means is, so he's not great at relating to an old white billionaire owner. Like if he's good at relating to, you know, the young guys on his team, if they trust and respect him, they like the way he talks to them. He builds bonds with them. It really shouldn't make any difference if he gets along well with the owner of the Texans or the whoever, you know, like, it would be odd, actually, if he did speak the same language with this that guy. And that's where so perhaps some of the, like, you know, unintentional bias comes in. That people who are not in saying, I won't hire a person who looks like this or looks like that, they probably don't think that. But they aren't aware of their own bias when dealing with certain people. Correct. Um, and, look, we've, we've had plenty of conversations about, about this process and kind of where it's at and, and kind of it's starting from the beginning, right? Like we're hiring offensive coaches. There need to be there needs to be a pipeline of of more, you know, black quarterback coaches, right? Yep. Black wide receiver coaches, black running back coaches. And and we're seeing more of that. We're seeing more of that, right? More minority coaches at younger ages. But look, D'Amico Ryan's was hired like like the reason why this specific hiring to me, this one with the enemy doesn't fall in like, like D'Amico Ryan's was a coordinator one year and got a job, right? Yep. Like so to me, it's this specific example, Eric Bieniemy, doesn't quite fall under that. Now I know in what what Shady is saying sort of does that, but it just it doesn't. There's something we're missing here because this is a downgrade to me. It's a downgrade. You're going from the Chiefs, stable organization, winning culture, Patrick Mahomes. No offense to Hank or Matt Ford, like it's the Commanders. Yeah. It's the Commanders. You're going downwards. Totally. So Steve Weish, um, also been covering the league for years. His final take on this, I think, is a good way to end it, which is Eric Bieniemy, who is going to be the commander's play caller, is about to check the final box of excuses as to why he isn't an NFL head coach. If he succeeds in Washington and doesn't get a head coach opportunity, there won't be any more room for goalposts to be moved. That seems fair, right? Like, if Eric Bieniemy does a good job in Washington and still does not get promoted past this current position, there's nothing left to explain. Well, well then, well then, I mean, then it's, then it's blatant. we're back to the original point. That's right. Like that, you know, and, and that, you know, that's what Nick Wright has talked about this week. He's been on this, like that's, they were back. That's the back to the original point. <laughs> then we have a big problem. Um, but look, but here's the thing though, is that like, um, what he's not going to, 
the chance for success, honestly, is not high. No, it's not. It's really if Sam Howell's quarterback, it's not high at all. Sorry, like that's that's part of the problem too. He didn't even go to a place that, in my opinion, is set up for much success in the first place. So, it's it's it sucks for 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 being. I, I wish him the best. I hope he's able to win at a level where. He can end up being a head coach. He definitely deserves – he's put in the work, man. He deserves that opportunity. He's done what's been asked of him up until this point. to get the, It's done more, honestly, to, 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 to get that job. I, I've always said I thought he'd be a great college head coach, just his personality. Um, you know, college is about – is the skill acquisition, basically, job, first and foremost now, getting players. I mean, look at Dion, right? It's right. getting players to Colorado. Lincoln Riley getting players to USC. Dan Landon getting players – we're a Pac-12 podcast, by the way. Getting players, right? It's getting players out to the West Coast. Um, and I think Eric Bieniemy would be great at that. Now, Colorado didn't call him, I guess. And, and, and I get why they hired Dion, but like, I always thought that would be a great, a great job for him on, on the college side as well. So, wish him the best. The Chiefs are going to move Matt Nagy up. They'll hire someone to be Pat Mahomes' quarterback coach, and um, Chiefs will be fine. I'm not worried about the Chiefs, but I hope, I hope the best for Eric Bieniemy and. Um, it's a bummer he has to go kind of go through this process. And it it just kind of stinks that like Shady, I don't know. I he's a f I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about him in that those terms. Well, well he's allowed to say whatever he wants to say. And I think yeah, we I, just I, have I just, to point out I, he was there briefly and I didn't play a lot. Yeah. It it just feels like it's more coming from a place of like anger about the way it ended there more than a a a, a place of like analysis about his ability to coach the, you know, the commanders. Yeah. I, I worked for 10 plus years at ESPN. And then the final year that I was there, a few executives rubbed me the wrong way. And, uh, and if you'd asked me right after that, how I felt about them, I would have said some stuff that now I'd be like, nah, I don't know. Like I was just doing his job. He was fine. Most other people liked him. Like maybe it was a me problem. Like I can say that now that that might be where shady is on this. Who knows? Let, let's transition to the, the story that probably won't go away all offseason. Um, and maybe I can tie it in because there might be a little a little bit of an idea here in a second. But Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr are going to be the two quarterbacks that we're forced to talk about nonstop as we try to figure out which of them will become the quarterback that leads the Jets to a 9-8 season. Uh, and I'm being kind of a wise-ass because maybe it'll be some other team. But can we save time here? Like, does it matter where these guys end up, does it, are either of them going to make any difference for any team that might actually go out and get them? Like, is this just one of those things we have to talk about all off season? Cause we want to talk about football. Well, I, I've told you, I'm going to try to refrain from Aaron Rodgers as much Great. as possible on this podcast. And I mean, I, I just don't care. Congratulations on your wilderness retreat and the, whatever you're doing. Darkness retreat that actually has a light switch. I think. Have we found out uh, if he's done it yet? Has that happened? I don't care. Okay, got it. Yeah, don't care. Um, the thing about going to the Jets is good luck beating Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and J- Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson and Tua and Mac Jones. And like, good luck, I guess. Like, congrats going to the Jets. Um if I were him, I'd stay in Green Bay. You're the best quarterback in, in the conference if you stay in Green Bay. Um, yeah. And you go to the Jets, sure. But the, th- the thing about the Jets, like, if you're, the, and I know you're you're not a Jets fan, but you sort of, you still are deep down in your soul, is Derek Carr provides you more stability. 
He doesn't provide you with, I think, the upside of like, we can probably like sort of get close to a Super Bowl, maybe if we kind of get things kind of break right for us. But Carr provides you six to eight years of quarterback play, right? Like you're getting one to two years of Rodgers, maybe one year, maybe two. I don't know. Maybe next offseason, he's like, I don't know if I want to play anymore. You're trading a first round pick for Aaron Rodgers and a fourth round pick for him. And you're paying $50 million a year for him. And now you got to work with the young wide receivers and figure that out with the young offensive line. This is just a lot of, I was on, you know, with, with Craig Carden last week, he's a Jets fan. And he was saying like, give me Derek Carr. Derek Carr will give me stability and he'll get, he'll get us in the playoffs. And all I want as a Jets fan is to get in the playoffs. Like I will take playoffs. They have the longest playoff drought in the NFL right now. They have the second longest drought in all pro sports playoff drought. If the Kings make the playoffs this year in basketball, they just don't have the longest in all pro sports. Mariners made it this year, so they're off that. Off that, they're like he's like, just give me stability, and it makes sense, right? If you're a Jets fan, like you have the defense, you have some skilled players. Brees Hall's back. Your offensive line should be healthy. You put Derek Carr in there, and you'll get stability. Now you're not winning a Super Bowl, but you'll you'll get a wild card. I don't know, nine, to your point, nine wins, 10 wins, stability. Um, but I think Carr's going to the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, why, why, why the side? I just, I was, I was so much more Jets talk than I really intended to get oh, us to. I, I, I think just, he's, what? I think he's going, I think he's going to the NFC South. If you're Derek Carr, come to the NFC South, man. You'd be the best quarterback in the division right away. And I think there's a connection between Frank Reich and Derek Carr uh, kind of spiritually and religiously mm-hmm. that um, will play a role in getting him to the Panthers. He's the best player. He's the best quarterback in this division right now, Saints or Panthers. The Jets, again, it just list all the AFC quarterbacks. But, you know, he doesn't make – it's not winning Super Bowl with anybody. So What about uh, – Hank put this in here, and I think it's the rare great point by Hank. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield might be better than both these guys. Uh, those aren't his words. I'm saying no. that. But he reminded me, we need to talk about Baker. No. Car, no. Car is better than, well, Carr is better than both of them. Uh, see, positive? I mean, Carr and Roger are better than, than Mayfield. All right. I'm saying I don't know if I'm positive. Hank Hank just said oh, make sure we no, talk Carr, about this because no. there are Saints rumors around Baker. Yeah, no. Mayfield's not better than, than Carr. I mean, if Mayf- your goal yeah, is to like be like relevant and win something, not just be adequate, Baker gives you a puncher's but, chance. Like Derek Carr, like all right, he's just trying to like go a few rounds and no blow. Baker, no Derek Carr is better than Baker Mayfield. Don't do this. You do this. You're the you're the car hater on this show. I'm not the car hater. Car, I'm the car. car doesn't better. matter. I I'm a bike guy. Car is car is better than Baker Mayfield. Let let let, let the podcast for the for the record. Car is better than Baker Mayfield. Okay. Let the let the podcast record show. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure I buy that. Let me throw this at you. Uh, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, and I said I didn't want to have to keep doing this, but here goes. What about Eric Bieniemy and Aaron Rodgers together in Washington with a couple decent weapons and a probably good defense? Uh, division, pretty tough division, hard place to win, but. Yeah, they're not trading him in, in the conference. You don't think no, so? No chance. What? But if they think he's washed, what does it matter? I don't think they think he's washed. I think they're just tired of dealing with Aaron Rodgers. 
and they want to play. Would Aaron Rodgers want to play with Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, doesn't have a choice because he has a, he doesn't have a no trade, so they can trade whoever they want. Right. Um, Are there any other uh, quarterbacks on the sort of in the conversation, free agent or otherwise, that we need to be talking about that, here? That, I'm thinking that, Daniel that, Jones that, and that, obviously that, like, Lamar. Ch- that changed the. Lamar's the only one that changed would legit change the fortunes of a friend. Like if Atlanta got him or um, okay. someone. So let's talk about him for a moment. Yeah, I you know, I think the Ravens end up franchise tagging him at the minimum and then keeping him around. Um but it's a you know, I it, look it's it's very simple, right? With with Lamar. Deshaun Watson got two hundred thirty million dollars fully guaranteed in his contract. The NFL has said Screw you, Brown. Screw you, Watson. We're just not doing that deal. No one's getting that deal anymore. Since that time, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray have gotten deals. They haven't got that deal. The reported deals for Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert and, and, and Joe Burrow, none of them have said they're getting that much guaranteed money. The NFL is just saying, we're not giving that deal anymore. Like That deal was so ridiculous, we're just not doing it. Lamar Jackson says, I want that deal still. The Ravens are like, yeah, we're not doing that. So th- that's, that's where they're at right now. Lamar wants $230 million guaranteed. The Ravens are saying, no, we'll give you $130 guaranteed. Maybe they meet in the middle, game and say, we'll give you $180 guaranteed. Um, and we'll be happy. But for the Ravens' standpoint, he's missed the last two seasons, the last end of last two seasons. They're like, well, we're giving you this much money, but you've missed the last, what, seven games of the last two seasons? I I, I get what I get their point. I get Lamar Jackson saying, look, you the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. 30 women accused him of sexual misconduct. They give him $230 million guaranteed. I'm a great guy. I'm an MVP. I'm beloved. I've done nothing wrong. I should get that money. I get his point too. So there's a mean the middle point. If they can't mean the middle, they'll franchise tag him in my opinion. I don't, I don't, I don't think they trade him. I, I don't think they do. I think I mean, maybe someone, I think the franchise tag, you get two first round picks for a franchise tag. Yeah. Maybe if the Falcons give him two first, they move on. And But the, this draft... I don't know. I don't know if you move on to. I mean, you have to be almost guaranteed to get Bryce Young to move on. Okay. I, well, there you go. I got. I got an easy one for you. And I don't know exactly how the compensation for a guy under the tag exactly how that works in moving the picks. But the Texans have two first round picks. The Texans need a quarterback and a restart. The Texans have a coach who you know who knows maybe a young coach maybe can. Bond well with Lamar. I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, it would bring a lot of excitement back to a team that has been pretty irrelevant the last few years. Like, could that make sense? They've got the picks. Um, Which team again? The Texans. Oh, jeez. Does Lamar have a no trade? Uh, I get. I don't know if they want. I, I think. So there's. There's almost like. Two ways to win in the NFL with quarterbacks, right? You have Patrick Mahomes, you pay him all this money, or you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. If if you're the Texans, do you want you're kind of starting from scratch, right? Do you mm-hmm. want to pay Lamar all that money and build around him? Or do you rather have Bryce Young, let's say Bryce Young? Yeah, and, uh, I know. I, and that. do that instead and then build your team around and have all that extra money to build a round. I'd rather do the Bryce Young thing. Yeah, that's probably yeah. right. 
Um, okay, then this is sort of a segue because this is another quarterback who isn't quite in the same in play the way that most of the guys we just talked about are, but could be and is definitely going to create his share of drama. Um, so Kyler Murray, we've spent a lot of time dumping on uh, the old coach there and a little bit on Kyler for his responsibility and how bad it's been. But now they've got a new coach um, and they're thinking about retooling the offense and they're thinking about asking Kyler to do a few things differently. And I just, I don't really know what to make of what the Cardinals will be with Gannon uh, and Kyler and that relationship, whether it's going to be good or terrible. It doesn't seem like it could be caught in between. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no one wanted this job in Arizona and it, you know, in a league where we've seen a lot of coaches, offensive coaches be hired to help young quarterbacks. We hired a defensive coach. Like um, obviously who he hires offensive coordinator is important, but how many people, Different people have to say Kyler Murray is kind of tough to to work with before he realize that he might not be the guy that everyone thinks he is, right? And I just don't know if like a a hardo defensive coach and it's the opposite. Of, again, you hire the opposite of what you always had. You have C- Cliff Kingsbury, this offensive dude, to this hardo defensive guy in Gannon, the high energy guy. You've seen the him, you know, in, in the press conference and meeting the players. And it's just, it's Kyler Murray. Like, they, they have a new GM that wants to trade, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I, I have a take. It's it's hard. It's a hard take um, to really pull off because of the salary cap. But I don't think he ever plays for, for Jonathan Gannon. Um, he's hurt right now. The earliest he could be back, and I think it's like Thanksgiving. If they're like, Two and 12? Is he coming back? Probably not. I think his cap hits like $80 million if they trade him in the offseason. But like new GM, new head coach, they kind of want their own guy. Vegas? Yeah. Vegas right now? We're seeing in Vegas right now, right? With the, they get rid of Carr. I could see them trying to move Kyler Murray after the, after the season. Again, the, the cap makes it tough. It might have to be after 2024. But I don't think I don't think he's long for I don't think Kyler Murray's long for Arizona. Yeah. Can I just tell you something, Jeff? Yeah. Normally I got like takes for days and I got opinions that maybe I believe or maybe I just saw other people say and I want to get a, a rise out of you. I don't have shit to say about this team, this quarterback. The Cardinals are so because the Cardinals are just boring. They are they're boring. boring. I, and they're, I, they're 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 just boring. They're sorry, Cardinals fans. You're just kind of boring right now. Kyler Murray is not riv- He's not like a riveting personality. It's just a boring, it's boring. They're the fourth best team in the division. They don't have a healthy quarterback. The new coach is fine, whatever. Like, I just, I can't get excited about it. They're, they're one star from last year, retired. Their other one is going to get traded. Like, I, this just feels like burn burn the franchise down and start exactly. over again and this isn't the way to do it that you know there's a cool tweet hank putting our rundown here I, i'll read it off this is from anand nanduri um he says qb situations in the nfl it's it's going to be one of these five you either have patrick mahomes you have a guy on a rookie contract who can go toe-to-toe with 15 so let guy like burrow let's say yeah having a guy on an expensive deal that can go toe-to-toe with 15 so there's a few guys like that 
having a rookie you drafted and are developing. So, you know, maybe that's Jalen Hurts. Uh, or the fifth option is you overpay for an average guy. And he says, get out of number five. Seems like almost the whole league is number five right now. Average guys were overpaid. Um, yeah, I mean, the Giants are going to probably do this with Daniel Jones maybe. Um, but you're, you're just in a very tough spot, right? Like if you're the Cardinals, if you're the Giants, like what do you do? Do you just draft a new guy every four years? I guess, but then you run the risk of that not working and you look stupid. Like the goal obviously is to be competitive each season. get Be competitive, get in the playoffs, anything can happen type of deal. And you keep your job, you make the playoffs every year. So that's the hard part about like if, if, if the Cardinals – you know, remember I I, I kind of called the Baker Mayfield thing where I thought he would decombust and he would be gone when everyone thought he like the Colin Murray thing. Like if I was the Cardinals, you could have made the case like you know just like don't pay him and draft someone else in a couple of years. I feel like right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now they're in a, they're in a bad spot right now. So so how come people learned their lesson on this with running backs and the market seemed to sort of correct and even the best guys like Saquon right now this offseason the stance for most teams is like yeah sorry we're not going to give you that much like relax you don't play a position where we want to pay like that when are we going to get to the part where people well, see that about quarterbacks too well when you have seventh round quarterbacks routinely being the best running back in a Super Bowl that's probably when you can do that right <laughs> Like that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's why, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. When, when you have a long history of success with, with late round quarterbacks, then you'll start seeing that. But there's right now in the NFL, how many franchise quarterbacks are drafted after round two? We have Dak Prescott for off the top of my head, Kirk Cousins. So we have two. How many, how many others do we have drafted after the second round? Well, Brock Purdy, I guess, if we're going to give him the job. Sure. No, Taylor Heineke's not a franchise quarterback. Sorry, Hank. Um, uh, uh, well, like, we're, we're missing a couple, but not none I'm worth sure, talking yeah, about. But, yeah, but no, I don't think we're missing any, anyone else. I didn't, that, that's the list. Yeah, like, I mean, second, I don't want to sit here. That wouldn't be much of a podcast just sit here thinking no, of I, names. The, the, no, that, I mean, Gino. Gino I mean, Gino's a first-round pick. He's second-rounder, yeah. Second round pick, yeah. Uh, Tom Tom Brady's retired, friend. Um, we're not talking about Tom on this podcast anymore. You're right, Gabe. You happy? Yeah, I didn't bring Gabe, him up. You're Gabe, responding you, to way, Hank's you, texts. I don't. Like did him. you uh, did you see the story that, that he has four Siamese cats that he has um, been helping out um, in uh, in the Tampa Bay animal shelters? Tom Brady has Tom. four Siamese cats. He well, he has four cats. He adopted two Siamese cats after the, after the season. And he was quietly helping out at an animal shelter in Tampa Bay with his kids during the season, at least once a week. I'm I'm not going to comment on that story. I don't. How do you I, feel about that? I don't. Your, your boy, your 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 guy is doing some good civil service. Look, man, I, there are dog people and there are cat people. I, I just suppose he has four cats now in his house in Miami. <laughs> All right. Hey, God bless, dude. Good luck with the cats. Can we can we talk about some other stuff? I want to get into the draft and some more free agency stuff. Can we do that in the over-under game we like to play? Let's do it. All right. Hey, we're back. We're going to move the line. A little over-under game. Try to preview the draft a little bit. We'll probably have to do this a few times before we get to late April, but 
right now, a week after the season ends, I want your quick feels on a few things. Here we go. Over under one and a half trades in the first five picks of the draft. To recap for the audience, Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Indy, Denver from Seattle. Or sorry, Seattle from Denver. I'm going to say we're going to have Chicago, Houston, Arizona, Indy, Seattle. I think we're going to have two trades. Okay. Someone, someone will trade for number one, and yep. then someone will trade for to get the second quarterback at some point in the first five picks. I think that's a pretty good prediction. And Chicago yeah. probably knows it, right? So they're just they're fielding yeah, sh- calls yeah. every day from now. But, I, but I could see, I could see even like even Houston being trading. No, they want a quarterback. They could, but like, it, but like, let's say they they want Bryce Young, and Bryce Young is gone at pick one. I could see them trading out of pick two. Yeah. Right. They they could do what the Jets failed to do a couple of years ago. Like, okay, well, the guy, the only guy worth having isn't available at one. Number two pick is irrelevant to us if we need a quarterback. We should Correct. just trade out of this, but they're the Jets, so they stayed with it. Um, okay, I like that prediction. Related then, over under two and a half quarterbacks taken in the top ten picks. So we think there'll be oh, we'll, two. We'll, will there we'll, be three? I, I, I think, yeah, I think we'll be over. I think someone will probably – Reach on Will Levis. Okay, so my problem with Will Levis is his pizza takes suck. Um, my problem with Will Levis is I don't think he's very good. I, I was talking to someone um, who who evaluates uh, players for a living at the uh, Super Bowl, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, I'm tired of people evaluating quarterbacks and saying they have a strong arm and are mobile. He goes, what does that even mean? He's like, he's like, those are the prerequisites. Like that's the baseline for playing quarterback. They have a strong arm and they're mobile. He said, I'm tired of people saying that about. Will Levis, like, where's the anticipation? Where is reading a defense? Where's the touch on the throw? So he's like, I'm strong arm and mobile. Who cares? Everyone can do that. Um, but I think someone will talk themselves into 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 that. Okay. Well, my problem with him, because I don't really know how quarterbacks do what they do, is he's from Connecticut, and he seems to think that pizza is, like, is best in that New Haven style with, like, 100,000 toppings. Supposedly that's a – a thing, right? Connecticut, like... It's all bullshit. Pizza? No, Connecticut pizza's nonsense. Just like Chicago and Detroit. It just get out of here with that. Well, 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 well Chicago's basically lasagna. Detroit has the... Is very good. It's a square pizza. It's not... But it's not New York pizza. It's, like, it's different, but it's still good. But so Connecticut is trying to be equated to New York pizza, but then they just slop it up with a bunch of nonsense. And the problem is you're, you're a quick train ride or a drive down 95 to a real pizza place. So there you have no excuse. You're in Detroit, man. I get it. You can't get to New York for pizza. You're in Connecticut. Get with the program, Will Levis. <laughs> uh, just like, I, I, hun, I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to go uh, take the train for, for a slice. Oh, I'm sorry. What else is a 22-year-old kid doing? You know, if you're going to go out for pizza, go to the right place. That's all I'm saying. Uh, fair enough. All right. So three and a half quarterbacks in the top 10, then somebody reaches for Levis. Is the kid from Florida going to get in there? I, 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 no, I don't think he'll go. I don't think Richardson will go in the top 10. No. Okay. Uh, how many running backs taken in the first round overall over under one and a half? Seems like it's always one or two guys these days. It's it's just going to be Bijan Robinson. So just one. Oh, look at that. You said the magic words for Hank Bijan. Where's he going? Yeah. Make a guess. Um, I don't know. Somewhere where. Uh, some team that probably shouldn't take him. Okay, very good like, take. Uh, let's see here. Let me. I, well, I gotta look at the draft order. Let well, maybe see. the Giants let Saquon go and then they take him. If they draft him, they're 
the dummies. Um, I could see. Okay, how about? I mean, yeah, I guess the Giants at twenty five. Twenty five. Um, I thought what I said made sense. Yeah, it's not bad. It's we not know that Alvin Kamara is going to be in some trouble. I'm not trying to make light of that. I guess I could. I could the, the Eagles at 30 aren't going to do it, I don't think. All right, how about um, this question? Yeah. I know you hate talking about drafting running backs, so I'll, I'll ask you this. Max Duggan or Stetson Bennett, will they be picked over under f- round five and a half? Where are they going to land? Either one. Uh, they'll, be, oh, they'll be drafted after the fifth round. After the Both. fifth, so sixth or seventh round picks. Yeah. What are the chances that either of them – see the field their rookie year. Oh, I mean, they could see it like a Brock Purdy situation, but not by, like, skill. Okay. And and will we, a year or two from now, act as dumbfounded by their success if they find themselves in a Brock Purdy-type situation, as we just did with Brock, who had a very nice college career? Well, I think we would... I think if Stetson Bennett is good in the NFL, that should be, like, well, okay, duh. Like, he played well for a championship team. Max Duggan really had one great season. I think that would be more surprising to me than Seth Bennett being good. Okay. Just score me as wanting to take yeah. either of them in a late round. I'll bet on those guys. Okay. I like all these experts overthinking it and talking about all kinds of bullshit mechanics or whatever and going after some guy from some, you know, FBS school because he looked good in skinny jeans. Like you go ahead and good luck with that guy. I'll take the guys who are, just beat the shit skin, out of everyone. Are, in college are skinny football. jeans still a thing? I don't know. You know, I know, what I'm like, I, I, I know like I know like bell bottoms are back. Like for women, they're they're back now. Yeah, but you this, know that? I mean, I didn't, and this doesn't feel like the show for for a bell bottom discussion. I, 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 just, I just see the stuff my the jeans my wife buys. <laughs> <laughs> so that means they're back because your wife bought a pair of bell bottoms. My wife is is in with the fashion. In trends. with the fashion. All right. Mostly because she has someone who just like she just goes to a store and this woman just like hands her stuff to buy. Huh. I know all the names of all her shoppers. It's not good. Oh boy, that's and I'm the guy who lives in L.A. I, I know. Yeah. yeah. The yeah the, yeah. It's not good when you walk into Neiman Marcus and everyone's like, "Hey, it's good to see you again." <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff's gonna start renting out the studio here. He's gonna have some, oh, somebody living in that room there, Jeff. That keeps uh, up. Um, Not great. All right. Who will have more guys taken in the first round, Ohio State or Georgia? Uh, I don't mean to pop quiz you here. I, I guess just gut feeling. Well, so Ohio State's going to have a left tackle and a wide receiver, right? At least. Um, Georgia will have Jalen Carter, probably Nolan Smith, maybe Darnell Washington. I, I'll go – Georgia will have their left tackle go in the first round. I'll say Georgia. Georgia. Okay. A lot of the mock drafts have it the other way, oddly enough. Who who's who from Ohio State besides the linemen, Smith and J- Stroud and uh Oh Stroud. All right. So and, Stroud, uh, Paris Johnson, Smith and Jigba. Yeah. And then for Georgia it'd be Jalen Carter, Broderick Jones, and that's it, I guess. Nolan Smith. I mean the DJ had Nolan Smith today going to the Chiefs. That's three and three, I guess. All right. Well, that's you know right. what we stumbled into an interesting question. That'll be we'll see how the like hype train goes. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about this now because for the next yeah. month and a half, it's going to be nothing but narratives. We're going to see a lot yeah. of the the experts come out, and suddenly guys we've never heard of are going to be no brainer top ten picks. So, oh yeah, know, I want to know which of them it'll be. 
Um, all right, over under one and a half Oregon players taken in the first round. Just just one, Christian Gonzalez. Okay, and if we expand it to all of the Pac-12, do you think we get uh, there'll be at least guys? there'll be at least three there'll be three Christian Gonzalez, Addison, and Dalton Kincaid. There could be Musgrave could be four. So that's those are the four um, that we imagine could go in the first round. Does does DTR get thrown into the the camp that a lot of guys in a previous generation got thrown into and told we're interested in you? We think you're a good football player. You're not a quarterback. Think about changing no, position, and we might pick. No, 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 no. He'll he won't get drafted as a quarterback. I just don't think he's good enough as an NFL quarterback. But he won't be asked to play other positions. So you think he's just going to the XFL or wherever else? Yeah, okay. XFL draft was today, by the way. Did you see? Was, no. Imagine you get drafted by the XFL. Like I looked, I, they would tag the players in the in like the drafted tweets, and none of the players like responded because you know the, like they're trying to be drafted by the NFL still. Yeah. So like it's a it's a risk to be drafted by the USFL. Before and they play before the NFL season starts, so that's kind of interesting. Before well, the, the XFL draft. just started, the USFL will start right starts around draft mid, time, mid, mid April. Yeah, so like these players, like they draft a bunch of quarterbacks. Yeah, and are they going to start playing the USFL and then maybe be drafted by the NFL or wait till the draft is over? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I don't want to just needlessly pile on this guy, but a lot of fun tweets about this. Um, and nice fact here, Paxton Lynch, who had a pretty good, <laughs> this is funny. pretty good yeah. college career, but became that guy that I'm talking about. Like out of nowhere, it was like, oh man, everybody's hot on this guy. Who knows who his agent See, cause, was? Cause he was like tall. Cause he was like six, six or something. Whatever. He, he was, he, like, he, was John drafted him. he went from like, not why is the quarterback of Memphis a thing? Like everyone's competing to get him in the first round. He has now uh, been benched in the NFL, the CFL, the XFL and the USFL. <laughs> So, you know, listen, he's accomplished more in his sport than almost anyone on earth. Good for him. But it is sort of funny to be benched that many different times in that many different leagues. It's not, it's not great, man. It's not, uh, I don't think not, not, not what you, not what you want to put in your resume. And I guess it's better than, I guess, than not playing football. But you know what? Can I tell you, if he has can, a personality, if he goes Blake Bortles, he could turn this into a thing. One, one quick brag. Real quick. I don't, I don't brag to my kids very often about, my about my my uh my playing days because i there my daughter wasn't even born yet and my son was two but the other day i had the xfl on and my son asked me about the xfl he's like who plays the xfl i'm talking to him about it he goes well why why didn't you play in the xfl i was like son i was too good to play in the xfl i was a legitimate starter in the nfl son and he was like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. Just like walked away from me. Yeah. That but was I got that. to, I got to, for, like, for like four seconds, I got to tell him I was actually good in the NFL. Yeah. It was, was kind of cool. It's the first time I actually, like, probably bragged to him in eight and a half years that I, his dad was, you know, pretty good in the NFL when he was healthy, of course. Asterisks. But nonetheless, I hadn't done that yet in my, in well, my, uh, yeah. I brag about you all the time, Jeff, when my dad asks about, uh, hey, I like <laughs> listening to that show you do with the uh, Schwartz. Uh, he's good. He's smart. I like him. I'm like, yeah, he's a pretty Thank good you. player, man. He, you know, he had a few good years there. Thanks. So, so we have so we have four parents listening to the show. Basically. Hank's dad, your dad, and my parents. Yeah, like if we got a little Shabbat dinner going and we get the old end of the table, they'd all agree. Yeah, Jeff, he was pretty good. <laughs> good. <laughs> We could have a Passover. We're going to get a Seder going. Um, we'll have the, the young ones read the four questions. You can we, be the big son, there. Jeff. The big, the, the, the big son. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Um, please, again, send us questions for mailbag. Anything. Life, football. Maybe the weirder the better. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, we didn't hit any, any of our streaming shows this week. We don't need to now, but there's some good stuff to watch, and we finally have time to talk about it this offseason. What, what streaming show? I watch a little bit of the uh, the golf show, the new golf full sure, swing. Sure, full swing. No, I was thinking what else the, is out there? the dramas. Uh, Snowfall. Was it Last of Us? Snowfall's coming back. Last of Us. Your Honor. I didn't watch, like, Your Honor I didn't is watch back. any of that. Yeah, Your, yeah. Is that like a judge show? Yeah, the one with Cranston. It's good. I don't I I even know what these are. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good it's, I need. I gotta text you. I gotta text you later because every time I'm done with radio night, we spent like 15 minutes last night. My wife and I are looking for something to watch, and then just watched nothing and went to sleep. So we need to figure out some of these shows to watch. Okay. We, well, let's do yeah. it in a future episode. It was nice hanging with we'll you today, Jeff. Thanks for making me smarter. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll be back next week again. Please send us some questions in uh, for mailbag. We'll we'll get, we'll get that to humming in a couple of weeks. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Talk to you later. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.